at SAFM Radio and at Mesh Constant on SAFM. So the word resilience has certainly taken uh, the forefront in many conversations around how we engage with the world and how we can improve the world as well and uh, improve our lives. There's a lot of writing about it. There's a great book by a woman called Angela Duxworth called Grit. There's also a very good book called Resilience, the Science of Mastering Life's Greatest Challenges. And it really focuses on how we look at resilience because indeed resilience is a very complex product of genetic, psychological, biological, social, and indeed even spiritual factors. On the line is Jason Burnick. He's an executive life coach. Jason, thank you so much for joining us. Morning, Michelle. Thank you. Jason, if we look at the concept of um, resilience, how would you describe it? Simply the ability to manage emotion during tough times. But I could get a little bit more complicated as well and draw on the definitions of uh, more researched individuals like the ability to adapt to stress while maintaining healthy mental, emotional, and physical performance. So there are a variety of, um, I suppose one could say it's, it's, it's a product of various different uh, things that we have in our body, various different factors. And I mentioned some of them. I'm thinking of, for example, how one can improve one's stress. And we're going to get into the genetic angle of resilience as well. But there are other aspects as well. So talk to us about the diverse ways of improving one's resilience? Well, for so long we've been talking about resilience uh, within the context of things like grit that you mentioned. And one author that has a military background used to define grit as uh, courage, uh, perseverance, adaptability, and resilience. And resilience was, according to him, one part of that. But resilience is more lately, especially over the last year, come to the forefront. And it's been focused on as, uh, as an entity of its own because it's believed that those that had resilience during the pandemic and hard lockdown and when their businesses or their jobs were affected had the ability to navigate through this more than ever. Uh, we are, I know we're going to get into the genetics of it, but it's also a product of the people that we're around. It's, it's our upbringing. It's our environment. And we can focus on those things, many of those things, to improve our resilience. Uh, uh, if, if I reflect back in the last 12 months of all of the conversations I've had, I was so often talking about uh, the company we keep. If you think about it, when things are tough and you spend time with people that are negative, they can drag you down. And my advice so often was to be very selective about those that one spends time with personally and in business because surrounding yourself with positive optimistic driven people for example can give you for want of a better description the wind beneath your wings to lift you and help you move in the direction that you need to go so jason i understand and as i mentioned we will go to the um genetic in a moment but there's the there is the social and there's also the physical and i understand that um if you, for example, do a lot of exercise, they say that, um, like aerobic exercise, they, they tested this apparently in animals as well, is that it increases levels of nerve growth and then it protects against some of the negative effects of stress. And I say negative effects of stress because stress may not necessarily always be negative. Talk to us about that. 
Well, let me tell you how the test that I'm going to talk about came to be. There was a lot of research done uh, across elite military units and Olympic athletes performing at the highest level. And one of the biggest results from the uh, military research was that uh, the resilience that such individuals, soldiers uh, and, and so on, uh, had was as a result of their physical uh, resilience or strength. So in other words, one can seek resilience as a psychological factor directly, or one can build one's physical strength, which th- will then result in mental strength. Okay. All right. So let's look at the science because there is uh, this new genetic test that uh, looks at how, in fact, some people are genetically predetermined to have more resilience. All right. Well, first of all, let me give credit where credit is due. The test is something that I use in my coaching practice, but the test is a collaboration between Dianalysis uh, Biotechnology and Sutton Health. And the way it came about was that Richard Sutton approached Dianalysis with this idea because he works in the, 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 the corporate health space and uh, works with resilience a lot. But he had the idea to take it to the next level by testing it at a DNA level. So uh, together they developed the test. And what was identified through the research, uh, again referring to the elite military units and, uh, and Olympic athletes, was that there are seven molecular areas that contribute to our resilience. And with some simple interventions around things like diet, supplements, exercise, and lifestyle, we can improve each one of those areas to ultimately improve our resilience. Okay, so talk to us a little bit further about how we do that. All right, well, first of all, the test is, is taken, and the, uh, the respective genes are looked at from a normal variant gene perspective. And an algorithm enters into the picture at that point, and each one of the molecular areas is plotted on a scale of high, medium, or low. And where any of those areas are low or medium, the interventions are, are suggested at that point. So uh, it, it's very simple. So from a diet point of view, and by the way, I do refer to dietitians in this regard. I, don't, uh, I, I certainly wouldn't try and uh, create some diet for one of my clients. Yeah. But it could, be, it could be a specific diet, like a Mediterranean diet. It could be limiting caffeine and alcohol, um, practicing mindful eating. Those are some of the interventions, for example. Uh, from a supplement point of view, uh, vitamins are one of the things that come through uh, quite regularly in the advice that's given in the report on the back of the test. Uh, from an exercise point of view, it could be particular exercises, duration of exercises, frequency of exercises. Could yeah. be, for example, high intensity yoga, a program that includes uh, swimming or running. Uh, and from a lifestyle perspective, it it's, uh, probably has more variance in that regard. But it's from pro-social acts to massage to uh, vagal nerve activation, like cold water immersion and working with a chiropractor. Uh, meditation is one of the... I'm so interested in you saying cold water immersion because I've just um, uh, read this really fascinating article about cold water swimming and 
It's a woman who swims in the sea, and I'm sure people do it here in South Africa all the time. And in fact, I know they do it in the Western Cape, um, Fishhook in those areas, uh, Cork Bay, where it's freezing. But she wrote about how the fact is that every day she went into this water in winter in, um, I think it was in, in Brittany in France. And just the impact that that had on a daily basis on her life, on her resilience, not just her physical resilience, but her emotional resilience as well. And on the immunity. You know that Tony Robbins does that every single day. He's got the cylindrical bath outside his house and he, he uh, the tall man he is. Yeah. He, he dips himself into it. And it, it's really a shock to the system which raises uh, or puts the immune system into action. And it, it, it's, people have been doing it for years and years. I don't think it's too popular in South Africa because we don't experience the kind of colds one would in other parts of the world. So our houses are necessarily insulated to support us when we get out of uh, the cold shower, but yeah. you know, when you talk about someone swimming in Fishhook, I just get the shivers. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> Finally, Jason, um, I mentioned stress a little bit earlier, and I mean, obviously, some stress is important in order to uh, demonstrate or to push through with fight or flight in a time of stress. But you also need the ability, and I suppose this is what resilience is as well, is to shut the stress down once the moment of stress is over. How does one, have you any ideas or thoughts on how one might shut that down? So that when we look at the molecular areas, the specific genes that are, in, that are in consideration when the advice comes through in the report on the back of the test, there's the, the production and there's the receiving. And uh, each one of those areas considers one or the other or both. So the interventions across diet supplements, lifestyle and exercise are to either uh, regulate that production or manage that receipt. Uh, so yeah. it really depends on which one. And it, it is about regulation because there's often the production of a certain gene or, uh, or whatever it may be that is healthy. We need that. We need to, be, we need to, need to raise cortisol to be in fight-flight to deal with whatever it is, but then that needs to come down. We can't live at that high level. Yeah, uh, because that that creates an inflammatory response, which is uh, which can of course lead to autoimmune um, problems and so on. So it's more about the regulation of it, and that's what the interventions that are suggested in the report are, are about: uh, the production and the regulation. Fantastic. Jason Burnick is an executive life coach. You can get hold of him on successcoaching.co.za. The book that I mentioned earlier, which is well worth reading if you are interested in the concept of resilience and uh, how it's also described as grit, is Angela Duxworth. And the book is called Grit. And then there's another book, which is also very interesting as well, which is Resilience, the Science of Mastering Life's Greatest Challenges. 